You're listening to the Effective Developer Podcast. My name is Sebastian and this episode is about continuous delivery. This is an important topic even in our daily work as developers and continuous delivery answers the question how we build and deploy and ship our software to our users. Because ultimately, looking at the business, our users do not well enjoy all of the features that we create, that we code, until they're actually out there in production. So about this definition of done, when is the time that we successfully finished a, a specific feature or issue? Well, it's only finished once it's actually out there in production and delivering value to our users. And Continuous delivery involves that we define these processes on a somewhat detailed level and that we ultimately automate these processes how we ship our software. So first of all, let's start with an example and imagine where we want to deploy some random enterprise software of some arbitrary technology stack. Well, what does it involve on a very abstract level? Well, first of all, we know this, we have to build and compile our code, right? Somewhat build the binaries. This might involve containers such as Docker, and then we need to somewhat configure all of the things that are involved these moving parts. We need to configure maybe a database, access to external systems and things like that. And then of course, we need to deploy our software as well, right? We need to update and run it in some environment, well, in some production environment. So either on some cloud scenario, we might use Kubernetes already, we might use VMs or bare metal or what have you. And then we need to update the configuration there as well, right? So we have something like a load balancer that then lets our users to the new version of our software, or even we need to shut something down before we can run our application again. But hopefully we care about things like zero downtime, which then involves some more configuration steps, right? So we start up our application first, make sure it's up and running, and then we reconfigure some load balancer to let the users to our new updated version. And all of these things, well, involves some steps that we typically or at first would do in a manual way as humans, but of course we want to automate them. And for that, we not only need to think about and define these process steps on a very detailed level, so the more concrete, the better, um, but then also automate it and build some quality in to make sure that this actually works as expected. So this is on a very um, abstract level. And then uh, on a more detailed level, it involves that we automate something either using some scripts or well, more typical using some CI CD server that then actually does all of these uh, performs all of these steps in a reliable fashion. So that's basically it having this um, automation in place to make sure that the whole process is executed as desired. And building quality in is paramount. It's crucial to ensure that everything works as expected. And once we are in this approach that we actually can automate, that all of this uh, runs in an automated way, it's a prerequisite to have automated tests as well, because only then we are actually able to deploy with confidence, right? 
because every software becomes more and more complex. We always add some new features, right? We never remove some features. It always just becomes more and more. And then to test everything, even just in a staging environment or something like that, in a manual way, as we talked about earlier with automated software tests, well, this will not scale well, right? So actually we want to have some automated process that as part of our pipeline, however our pipeline looks like, will make sure that all of this works as expected. So there are some additional steps that just help improve the quality. So for example, we really want to reduce the moving parts that we have. So we don't want to have multiple flavors or different versions of our software depending on the environment. So we don't want to build like multiple versions for different environments, one for a staging environment, one for production, one for a test environment with a different configuration. No, the opposite. We want to make it simpler. We want to make it less complex so that there is little accidental complexity. In reducing these moving parts, like boiling down all of the configuration we have and making it more explicit, we also make it somewhat more predictable and per definition, well, reduce the number of, of obstacles that, that we can face uh, while performing this process and which just improves the quality. And then basically what we want to have, we want to have a process where it becomes very boring to deploy right because it's automated and it becomes more and more predictable and once we have an environment or multiple environments where we deploy our software and then we run these mentioned software tests in an automated fashion that then by an end-to-end -end example already verify whether our stuff works later on and then well it just becomes very boring to deploy our thing so we're ultimately writing new features and all of the old features that have been verified in the past will be just verified again each and every time we run our pipeline to have these regression steps so Ultimately, it is about continuous improvement as well and this thinking or this culture of continuous improvement. So basically, it's about, and this is very, very helpful for the long run, it's about once we add some type of quality measures, for example, some tests or even some quality analysis, we make them part of the pipeline part of our automation and then always execute them in the future. So it means that every single time we build our project again or run our pipeline again, we also make sure that there is no regression, that everything still works where we tested before. And especially by doing that, by definition, our quality only can increase, right? So once we found a bug in production, which has not been covered by our test suite, well, the first thing we do, we write a test for it to just make sure that this never happens for the very same bug again in the future. And then we fix the bug, then hopefully the pipeline runs again and our users can enjoy uh, functioning features. So adding tests there doesn't necessarily mean that things get much slower. It, well, depends on your business use case. You can, for example, execute like many tests in parallel or, for example, testing things via the public APIs, which usually are very, very fast. So definitely, in general, it's much, much faster to execute these tests as part of a pipeline in an automated way rather than having some manual testers, some human executing tests themselves. And also it involves to have feedback. So of course, part of our pipeline is, well, it should uh, stop and 
tell us if there's something wrong and then it should stop the execution and of course not deploy it and we need to be able to see that feedback so to see how we're doing and ideally that feedback is also public so not public in a user-facing term but public internal in the team or even in other teams to see how we're doing because then by definition and naturally well we just want to improve we want to increase that and that is again heavily connected with the topic of testing because only with having proper tests and automated verification we'll be able to fully automate the delivery and only with that we get the full confidence that everything works right so again think of the topic of software tests before with this green or red lights that we get so yes or no if we write a new feature, if we change some code, if we make any commits and then we push the commit to our version control, then this pipeline should run in an automated way and without any further involvement should tell us, does it work, yes or no? whatever you know working means for you and if it works of course then you can immediately deploy to production right so it's ultimately the automated manifestation of what we would do as humans right if we now think for a second about the alternative what is the alternative to having a proper continuous delivery pipeline well it's doing these things manual with some manual work and with what is called toil involved so which first of all you can think of is a lot of work to do and it's a lot of recurring work so if you code a small feature well then you need to or you want to deploy again to deliver value to your users and then you need to perform all of these steps what we talked about with for example building your code and deploying and whatnot and that also involves the testing right because you really want to be sure that you find the bugs before your users find the bugs and well, humans make mistakes. We talked about this earlier. Humans are not good in executing automation. So it's all about this automation topic again. We are really good at solving these creative problems and thinking about what to automate and thinking about the steps involved, but then we should not execute them. And ultimately, it's also about this fear of doing deployments, right? So of course, we are afraid of making mistakes and we don't want to make mistakes with even disrupting our users for the existing features, right? So a deployment is always something of uncertainty until at least we can really automate it until we have this continuous improvement measures in place and this continuous delivery culture where we then can just deploy with confidence and also with uh, quality being built in. Another important part of continuous delivery is to have these measurements as part of the feedback. So for example, we could further look into our pipeline. Well, what is actually the cycle time? How long does it take from, well, defining a feature or actually then coding and finishing a feature until it's actually out there in production and delivering a value? Once something goes wrong, because things will go wrong, what is the meantime to, well, to a failure or what is uh, more importantly, the meantime to recovery? Once we found a specific a failure, how long does it take to fix a bug, for example, and to deploy it again, which of course involves the cycle time, like how long does it take in general to just run our pipeline? So that is something important because what gets measured uh, improves. And then we see, okay, how are we doing over time? How is our continuous delivery pipeline? or the overall culture involving and how can we improve there to just deliver value to your users. If we now talk about it more on a business perspective and I think this is 
paramount to nowadays having a successful business in IT or actually not only in IT but in general we need to embrace and implement a proper while well, continuous delivery culture so if you ask me that's my personal opinion how Amazon got that successful while well, they basically implementing a continuous delivery culture as part of their business processes right so really specifying these processes implementing them in an automated way so you know automating basically everything and also building that continuous improvement in while having the users as their you know most important asset so basically making sure the users are really really happy being there for the users and providing all of these awesome benefits right so making sure they're happy they get their uh, all of their items fast and they don't need to wait long or if something goes wrong then it's typically in favor of the users but all of that is actually automated uh, well it's well defined first of all in a proper process and then of course it can be automated and by doing that you just well define even your business use cases in this way you can continuously improve them and test how you're doing and then just well deliver value so much faster than your competitors if you're interested in that topic and as any developer i would say it's somewhat crucial read or a must read some books that i can recommend especially the one continuous delivery so that's the title which is really really helpful one and explains on a somewhat technical level how to implement that and of course also the value on an, a little bit more business level so if you're a cto or that type of person or especially um, interested in that topic i can also uh, recommend the book accelerate which explains it a little bit more on a business level i would say or especially the value on a business level for your it business and i think this is just paramount to having a, a successful business nowadays and uh, one last thing on your journey because this continuous delivery well topic is a somewhat goal to strive for and especially with a lot of my own customers that i come in and see well how the picture looks like and with regards to continuous delivery there's usually something well to be improved or well we're not quite there yet right but it's definitely a goal to strive for and it's also a journey and almost always you can start with some small improvement steps so with something to you know improve so automate and every single automation you put in and every single test you write and which you make part of your pipeline helps it helps improving your overall pipeline it helps adding to this continuous improvement and especially uh, later on it will help to find some regression that you don't need to find in a manual way by executing something manual so if you make something part of the pipeline that then you use as your golden source of how you deploy that always helps and it doesn't have to be most Chinese CI CD technology at first you can you know already go many ways with uh, with just some scripting with some part of the automation and as long as you keep improving and as long as you keep adding something that helps the quality in an automated way you will just improve and continue your journey to a successful continuous delivery culture thanks for listening